This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 23, Submission 070, Joe Millionaire. Hi, everybody. I'm Chico Alexander, alongside Mike Classic Greg Theater, as always. And this week, we have the true story of a real fake. Yes. He's a phony! A big fat phony! Yeah, Yeah. this was probably the hit of 2003. Pretty much maybe one of the big shows in the 2000s, I have to say. Yeah. So hyped! I mean, how high was it on this? Yeah, um, imagine if you will, somebody get somebody, Mike Darnell, watching an episode of The Bachelor on ABC and thinking to himself, you know, I could bring this to Fox, but I need a hook. I need something that will, you know, put Fox all over this show. Then somebody. Uh, I'm guessing either Chris Cohen or Jean-Michel Michonneau, who are partners in Rocket Science Laboratories, who produced this show, thought, hey, what if we take this good-looking guy who makes about 30000 40000 whatever. No, I thought it was like 16000 16000 Yeah, he, he was not making that much money. No, he wasn't making no. that much money. So he was making like 16000 and what if we what if we take this guy doesn't make much comes from he's a real salt of the earth guy nice looking really good with people and tell all of these gold digging bimbos that he is worth millions the kids will eat it up Mike Darnell approves the show and casting begins and who do they find uh, Evan Marriott. Evan, uh, full name, Evan Wallace Marriott. This is important. And they, and all these ladies, I forgot how many, but all of these ladies are whisked away to a palatial chateau in France where they meet not Evan Marriott, Evan Wallace. He has inherited millions of dollars and he is searching for a potential bride. All of these women are taken on exquisite dates, but in the back of their minds, they're being, well, not so much in the back of their mind, in the front of their minds, and all over the place, being thrown reminders of just how incredibly rich he is. Well, to answer your question, Chico, Truth by Consensus Wikipedia says that there were 20 uh, contestants, and this show lasted, well, Wikipedia says one season, six episodes, but in actuality, it was two seasons and 18 episodes, eight episodes in season one, and 10 episodes in season two. So take it with a great assault, everybody. But uh, yeah, Joe Millionaire, so he, he was a construction worker, but not even that. It, it was found out, I think it was sometime during the show, I think it was a smoking gun discovery, that Evan Marriott was at one time an underwear model. Yes, an underwear model for California muscle. 
It was a thong on TV for sure. Jesus. Hey, it's a continuation of a joke from last week. Yay. Banana hammock. Anyway. Oh, now that that image is in your head, let's go into... Oh, I'm more. so happy. Make I'm so class. happy that image is in my head. Yeah, thank you very much, Chico. Okay, so, Joe Millionaire, all of these women, are, are they're, they're just lambasted with reminders of just how well off this guy's supposed to be. Uh, people, whereas in The Bachelor, those who were chosen to stay, got roses, and Joe Millionaire, everybody who stayed, got jewelry. And the longer you stayed, Ooh. the more exquisite the jewelry got. Dude, that, almost like match, that almost sounds like a match game question. Uh, on The Bachelor, we got roses, but Joe Millionaire is so rich, how rich is he? We all got blanks. We all got Rolls Royces. Oh. Eh. I'm sorry, that's just the first thing that came to my mind when you said that. <laughs> How rich is he? We all got emeralds, rubies, stocks in U.S. steel. And, and the losers got rhinestones and, and, uh, and zirconium. Yeah, I, I can see them just like going to the corner pawn shop. How much can I get for these stones? Interesting, you admit. Wait, wait, we're getting you're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh, here, I'm right? sorry, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, so here we are, and uh, I guess we don't have much in the way of descriptions for each of the episodes, but yeah, it, it began with uh, it began with Evans Butler. Paul Hogan, who, by the way, is not that guy, but no, another guy. No, not Crocodile Dundee. It's another Australian named Paul Hogan. Yeah. It's another Australian named Paul Hogan, who is, by the way, an actual, factual butler, who, by the way, loves cognac. And I gotta say, this is the reason why I watched Joe Millionaire, <laughs> is because of Paul Hogan, the glue that brought this show together. Well, it certainly wasn't Alex McLeod, because she was, well... Oh, yeah. Who? She, who, who, who's she that was girl? Just there. She, who, who's that girl? Yeah, if, if my dad was watching this show, she'd say, oh, this woman, she's, she's like a C-list. That Paul Hogan. No, my dad no, wait, say, oh, that Paul Hogan. No, wait. He's... She was the original host of Trading Spaces. She would be a TLC list. Oh, no, no. thanks for stepping over my joke. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, my dad would probably say, oh, yeah, that Paul Hogan. He He's so great. It's like Alex McLeod. What, what's she doing? She should get out of there. She provides nothing. Which really, she did do nothing. Uh, because uh, it says, uh, again, on Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, she appeared on the season, on the season, not per episode, on the season for about a total of five minutes. Hey, hey still longer than Kelly Marie transcreen time in The Rise of Skywalker. Oh! Boo! 
Someone will have to explain that to me later, but okay. (laughs) Go to your room and think about what you've done, Greg Diener. Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Alex McLeod didn't really do much. Uh, Paul Hogan was basically carrying the franchise when Evan Marriott wasn't carrying the franchise. And let's be completely honest. Evan Marriott was... He he was good peeps. Yes. He was... he was he was he was easy on the eyes for the ladies, for the for the guys like you and me who believe that they have a chance at anything. He, he showed that you know you could be humble and you could be yourself, and people will resonate with that. Yeah, and by no means was he brash, not at all. I, I mean, oh, he, yes. he, play, he played he played the classy millionaire to the hilt. He was he oh. was classy. Yeah, he was like the Monty Brewster of the 2000s. Yeah. But let's not get the fa- let's not let the facts get in the way of good editing. Case in points, uh, the runner-up Sarah Kozer and Evan on their private date where they go into the forest and nothing happened. What? Supposedly, nothing happens. Supposedly, wink, wink. Not, 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 not say it no more. But because this is a show on Fox, something had to happen. So the folks in editing made something happen. Damn, those are some good CGI effects. Oh my god, this is on. This was probably like early two thousands. Like CGI wasn't quite the Marvel Studios CGI where they have like freaking Robert Downey Jr. looking like he just came off the set of Weird Science. Okay, well, let's go back to Truth by Consensus Wikipedia here. In the VH1 program, Reality TV Secrets Revealed, she alleges that her statement, let's go somewhere quiet, was in fact spoken while she was receiving a back massage from another female contestant and that the producers dumped it in during post-editing and added suggested sound effects and subtitles. The show's editors corroborated this story later in an interview for Radar Magazine. Wait, you mean that stuff on reality TV isn't necessarily 100% real? Like, here's I'm, the thing you Chico, watch. I'm using your line. I'm shocked. This is my shocked face. Now I don't know what to believe anymore, guys. I don't believe in nothing no more. <laughs> no, and I can't believe television would lie to me, guys. I, I just, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with myself now. I'm just... Oh. Hey, Greg, spoiler. Ken Jennings is a lie. What? You're handling it very well. It's just a figment of your imagination. It's all a figment of Tommy Westfall's imagination. Let's go back to episode 13. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, Je- so, so that- the Jeopardy Go... Wait. So the Jeopardy Go tournament was all just Tommy Westfall screwing with us? I- exactly. Chad Allen had to do something. Yeah. Well, that explains why Brad less than every daily double. Oh, spoiler if you haven't seen it. Sorry. (laughs) So how did this... So now that we know how it all uh, played out, or in this particular case, didn't play out, how did it all end? 
Well, uh, we're down to our final two, which is Sarah and uh, Zora Andrich. Uh, He sits them both down in the parlor and says, I am not a millionaire. I am not. I am not worth seven billion. I am not worth seven million dollars. I am not worth seven thousand dollars. I'm. A, I'm a foreman for a construction company. And the genuine and the genuine uh, consensus seems to be okay. Right. Yeah, you you didn't want to meet him for his money, right? You really cared about him. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll never never forget. Back in the day, all the way, this is, we're going back to the ancient times, folks. The days of AOL Instant Messenger. Me and Mike, me and Mike were watching this as the finale happened. And we, laughing our asses off when it was revealed when he revealed to Zora and Sarah that he was not a millionaire and we were just crying laughing with those ALL instant messenger emoticons those were good old days those I were the good old days i made i miss those yeah but, now that but, we're done but, talking about well, ALL well, we're not messenger done. Well, no 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 done i know i didn't say we were done no 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 we're we're, we're, no no we're not done with with we're we're done with 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 the joe millionaire proper but there's two footnotes we need to add oh Oh, let's let's talk about footnotes uh it's like okay uh, oh wait hold up i know what footnote you're gonna add i know what footnote i think you may know both of them yes let's let's talk about the footnotes Go ahead. So Evan Marriott didn't necessarily leave the limelight after Joe Millionaire was done. A year later in 2004, he actually hosted a show on on GSN, Game Show Network, called Fake-A-Date. Hey, guys, it's got to go on the list, right? I'm putting it it on the list right now. All right. Again, more show prep within the show. Don't mind us. Yeah, f- f- oh, fake a day. I remember seeing that like once or twice. That was abysmal, abysmal. I'm so glad, so glad I didn't have GS this time. Mm-hmm. But also, and I think this is where Greg uh, thought I was going to go. What, what was I going to say, Greg? Were we going to talk about him being in Don Russ Americana? You're darn right. I was going to talk about him being in Don Russ. Oh yeah. So now, a clear four years after Joe Millionaire finished, Don Russ, which is now Panini America, released a set of entertainment cards, uh, trading cards, called uh, Americana. And Greg knows this. This is like one of my favorite sets of all time. And one of the people in the 100-card base set is Evan Marriott. And I showed this to Greg and Chico a couple of months ago, I think when this show first came up. Back in the day, back in 2007, I pulled an Evan Marriott used shirt swatch or some sort of used clothing swatch card, and I still have it. 
You still have the Evan Marriott used swatch card. I, 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 I showed you a photograph of it a couple months ago. Yeah, I still have it. Uh, and he did autograph versions. Um, and it has some rarity. I don't know the exact number. I don't have the card with me. It's in one of my card boxes behind me. But I think it was no more than maybe about 250 made. So if you're dying to get a piece of Evan Marriott, oh, I just thought of something, guys. It, it's a it's a it's a used swatch card. What if for oh for heaven's sakes, what if it's a swatch of, of some of that California muscle underwear? Oh, oh. oh. Hold up, guys. Hold up. Because you're not even gonna believe this. But I don't think you guys noticed. But two months ago, I got and I'm trying to find. Hold up! I'm trying to find it. I bought that. See, I bought it for one of the 100 of the Evan Marriott jerseys, swatch whatever autograph things on eBay. I think I told you, Mike. Oh boy. Hope you didn't pay too much for it. No, I probably paid like five bucks. Well, now you can sell yours for 15, Mike. Oh, jeez, that's so good. You think I'm selling this? No, baby, this is the retirement plan. You damn right. So you're probably wondering what happened to the lady that Evan picked. Well, it turns out that Zora is living a nice, quiet life in Jersey with her kids and her boyfriend. Oh, that's true. Wait a minute. Her kids and her boyfriend? Her kids and her boyfriend. And she she does a little she she is she's a teach she's a, still a yoga teacher. And she also acts in television commercials. In fact, this from the Trentonian. If you have insomnia, you've probably seen me. Well, if you you really want to get an Evan Marriott autographed swatch card, there is one on eBay right now with a buy it now of ten dollars. Oh man, that will go that will go nice with the manual annual nineteen eighty four. the manual annual. Uh, it's numbered out of two hundred and fifty. It's number one eighty nine out of two fifty. But if you don't want the swatch, well, you know what? You can just get one of his regular autograph cards numbered out of twelve hundred. Oh man, you can, can you imagine if you got all twelve hundred Evan Marriott autograph cards from Don Russell Americana? Why would anybody <laughs> do that? There's got to be a reason. I would do that because I'm insane. He said it, not us. Yeah. But yeah, uh, just a general recommendation. If you can find the 2007 Americana, holy crap, that stuff is so fun to open. Uh, and just like every box I got was like crap and great cards. And a lot of the people that were in that series who signed autographs or, or just had uh, swatches in there aren't with us anymore. Uh, yes. Yeah, like um, Bernie Mac was in there, Ed McMahon. Uh, Jonathan Winters, Burt Reynolds. So, yeah, people that have died in the last, essentially, 13 years. And I just love it. 
I, I, I'm obviously a celebrity fan. It's not everybody's cup of tea, especially in the sports card market. But the the baseball card shop I go to, he knew after that first series, I bought him out of like all his cards. I mean, he had like three or four boxes and I bought them all out because I loved it that much. Every time a series got released, and there's been, I think, I want to say three or four more series since then, he'd always get a couple boxes and I'd be there the first day and I'm like, okay, Adam, you know what I want. Give me two boxes of the Americana, and oh, it's it's just great fun to open. It's all it's all it's always good to open something with with regards to Americana. I've always I've always fancied myself a student of Americana. I guess okay okay. okay. Somebody stop me before I go into a trivia nerd mode again. And this has been another episode of Mike Klaus Shill Sports Cards. <laughs> So that was Joe Millionaire. A man falls in love with a woman. Man admits that he is not a millionaire. Man and women split a million dollars. And that was pretty much all she wrote. Because she sold all her jewelry. Didn't think I'd come back to that, did you? Oh, there's the the pawn shop connection. Okay. Yeah, she sold all the jewelry, gave the money to her parents. What? You know what? I really wanted That's these two sweet. to work. These two are awesome people. They're awesome. She sold all the jewelry and gave the money to her parents. He is about as humble as a reality contestant can possibly be. You really can't ask for better. Or can you? What? Because the legend of Joe Millionaire is not over, folks. Fox ordered a second season, found a second Joe, and amazingly found 14 English-speaking European women who had never heard of Joe Millionaire. Which really is a good thing, because once you do this, given how much promotion there was for Joe Millionaire leading up to its premiere, there's no way you could legitimately do this more than once, So, you, or at least in the United States. You had to go outside the United States to find potential contestants and he did and they did find potential contestants but let's talk about the contestants were from the czech republic germany the netherlands italy and sweden that during casting again calling from truth by consensus wikipedia the women were told by Fox that the show that were going to appear on would involve a group of European women interacting with American men on an island somewhere. That didn't happen. Instead, it was moved to northern Italy, and uh, uh, and the chateau was repl- replaced by a nice little villa, something out of um, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, but in Italy instead of Spain. And then there needed to be a new Joe. Enter David Smith, a 24-year-old cowboy and ranch hand and probably a part-time model. I mean, he could very well be from Midland, Texas. The year before the show aired, he had earned only 11000 But Whoa. Well, well yeah. maybe he did modeling on the side for Texas Muscle. Maybe he did, but uh, but again, Paul Hogan, ever the gentleman, was there to help in any way, shape, or form he saw fit. And God he, bless him. God bless Paul Hogan. 
We we all need we all need a wingman. Am I right? Yes. I think there's more than the wingman, to be honest. Paul Hogan did everything on this show. Well, and what and what Paul Hogan didn't do was left up to a a then uh, a young then unknown budding TV host by the name of Samantha Harris. Oh yes, she, Samantha yeah, she, Harris. Yeah, she would go on to uh, bigger and better things, but she cut her teeth here. And she was a, she was a very big imp- what's her face improvement over Alex McLeod. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you see how big Alex McLeod is. What's her face? Yeah, more like who's her face. Anyway, so like the last season, they uh, called all of the women to a final to a final two, but not before they are reminded almost at every single turn of how rich this guy was supposedly. And uh, un- and unlike uh, Evan, David was said to have made his millions in the oil industry. A likely yeah. story. Well, it's Remember- a good backstory because he's from Texas. I was just yeah. about to say. Just because like, anyone from Texas who's rich, you probably seem, oh yeah, oil. We all saw Dallas. We know yeah, what you're talking about. We all sure. saw Dallas. I, I'm pretty sure Dallas was very big in Europe. It was, I think. Yes, it, it yeah, was. It yeah, was. that's not a joke. It was very big in Europe. They, the, the Europeans, they loved themselves there. Larry Hagman. Dallas, it was a thing on European television. So this show, it actually started on October twentieth. But here's the thing. It it that that was like the highest uh, rated show of that season. It fell off quickly, and by quickly, I mean quickly. By uh, episode five, they were doubling up on episodes for each night. Yet yeah, episodes five and six on November tenth, episode seven and eight on November seventeenth, and episodes nine and. 10 on November tw- uh, actually yeah, on November 24th they were just okay let's burn this off and get the hell out of here yeah the, the burn off is never a good sign no yeah and uh, and again uh, Sandy Grushow who was the head of entertainment for Fox at the time had said Joe Millionaire has gone from one of TV's most surprising successes to one of TV's most spectacular flameouts. Our instincts told us from the very beginning that Joe Millionaire was a one-time stunt, and I think we got greedy. We tried to sneak it by the American public a second time, and we got called on it. Well, yeah, I mean, we all knew what the premise was. The only people who didn't know the premise were all the, the contestants in that version. Yep. It's like, what can we say? They found, they found people who had never heard of Joe Millionaire. They thought they could get away with it twice and failed miserably. Here's the interesting. Here's an interesting thing about this season. One of the women, a Czech lady by the name of Linda Kostova, she took herself out. She literally took herself out. But she came back. 
and ultimately went on to win the whole thing. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Linda was actually a Czech model, so so there was that. She ended up winning the whole shooting match, and for her and for her trouble, she was told the truth. And ultimately, she ended up resenting David Smith for it, which. Oh. So, so, in other words, David Smith did not get his checkmate. Go to your room, oh! Michael. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm leaving. Bye bye. <laughs> okay, so, so that left. So after he thought that everything was all nice and done and put away and whatever and what have you, he decided to take his ball and go back to Texas. But waiting for him at Texas at a private ranch was Linda and... Yep. Yeah, Linda was waiting. What? And... And Paul was waiting as well. Hey, Mr. Paul! What? Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, the the ranch he was staying at at the time, just you know, to decompress from being on tel- being a big fat phony on television. Paul gave him the ranch. Oh my goodness! As for Linda. She had one $250,000. Oh, man. And, and, and again, uh, you, you would think that they would last as a couple. Of course, they did not. Oh. They, they, oh, well, she, she took her money, and I guess she went back to Prague. But we do have this. We do have this little snippet from um, from a uh, an interview she did uh, soon after. That they asked her what happened between you and David after the show, and she says, "This is her talking now." Even afterwards, we didn't have any private dates because when we went out, the production people would be there sitting next to us, so it was very strange. We had one dinner together, and the next day I flew back to Prague. He flew back to L.A., and after that I didn't see him for almost three months. They didn't let me go to the U.S., and they didn't let him come to Prague, so they kind of ruined the whole relationship. When I watched the show now, one year later... I think maybe we could have done more, but at that time it was very stressful. I thought we would have to stay together and all that. I think that's why it didn't work. And then they and then they asked, uh, so, so if David asked you to come live with him in L.A. now, would you? She says, I don't know if I would live with him. But I would like to see him again. I'm actually going to the States next week, so I emailed him to see if we could meet. I'm much more relaxed this year, and I see him differently now. Uh, unfortunately, that's about as much as we know of what happened to the fair Linda and our good friend David Smith. So, and that was Joe Millionaire. Guys, I didn't know. Before we wrap up, I, we, we neglected to mention one small thing. What's that? 
Paul Hogan was on the Donny Osmond version of Pyramid. Oh and, my and, and god! On, and he was on the Bergeron version of Hollywood Squares. Yes. Like he said, if anything came from this, Paul Hogan was perhaps the hero America needed in 2003. Yeah, especially, you know, we were, we were going to war in Iraq. I mean, we needed something to distract our minds from the from the from the depressing news every day, and Paul Hogan gave us that joy. Uh, he's probably he. You know what? He made that. He made that series. Paul Hogan made that show, and we thank him for making that show. So and, again, and, and we and we haven't heard from him since. Oh, that's just no. sad. I'm, I'm sure wherever he is in Aust- in Australia or whatever, he's probably in Australia right now, probably helping the firefighters fight those fires right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. He's by not. the way, and by the way, if we could just take a pause for that, uh, there are several charities um uh, just looking to help all the people who have been displaced by the fires and all the animals that have been displaced. If you Google, if you go to the Googles, I'm sure you're gonna find some. So, you know, let it not be said that we didn't provide a public service on this show. Yes. So what can we say about Joe Millionaire? It was the feel-good hit of 2003. But after that... (sighs) It was a thing on TV. It was a thing on TV, but it wouldn't be the last time Fox tried this format. Because in 2014... They would have future installment. I want to marry Harry. Oh, no. Really? No. Yes. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying no list. for that reason. It, oh, jeez. I want to marry Harry. Do we have to? Uh, what yes. can I Reality is a Harry Mary. Hey! Hey, 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 hey. It's very timely given... Harry's been in the news recently. Well, that that's true, but I think I'm going to have to call sick that week. <laughs> well, that was Joe Millionaire. So, as always, remember you can find everything about this podcast, our social media, email address. It's all at itwasathingontv.com. And the email is contact at it was a thing on TV.com. If you have any sort of requests or questions or complaints or uh, anything like that, or if you want to buy my Evan Marriott 2007 Americana swatch card, mint condition. I'm only asking 50 bucks for it. Well, guys, we had a lot of fun with this episode. Our next episode later this week, this is going to be the episode I think we have been. We've been talking about this for months, and we're finally going to cover it. And this one, it's going to be a little esoteric, to say the least. It's not something you'd expect to hear on this podcast, necessarily, but it's something that we came up with really early in the process. So hopefully you'll get some enjoyment out of it. Yes. So until next time... I'm Greg, that's Chico, and that was Mike. And we'll see you on our next episode. See you guys later.
Before we start taping the next episode, guys, I'm going to go to California Muscle. I need some new underwear. Oh, for the love of God! Oh, God. Why, my... Why? Why? No. Ooh! Crotchless! Now that... Oh, no, no. Now that image is in my head. Thanks. Don't want to imagine Evan Marriott and Crotchless. <laughs> stop! Stop! Please, for the love of God, stop! <laughs>